So <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about what we should be trusting in, what we should be trusting in. And I am taking a knock once again at politics and everything that we're trusting in now. And the reason why I'm doing this is I'm trying to help people. You know, I'm trying to help people and people are trusting in things that are not helping them. And here's the thing, the gospel, somebody is preaching the gospel. So, oh, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. You can't talk about this. They're not preaching the gospel. I'm, I'm telling you, really, they are not preaching the gospel. And I really don't care about people not liking, oh, that's my candidate. I don't care because I don't espouse anybody. I don't care, but I know how much damage it's doing. Really, it's taking people's hearts away from God. So I'm going to Philippians 3. And we're going to hear what, about what Paul has said. Finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things again. is no trouble to me. And it is safeguard for you. He says, beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. By the way, dogs are God's wonderful creation. He's using it here, of course, in a derogatory way. Beware of the false circumcision. So the false circumcision are essentially fake, fake. So the circumcision were Jews who uh, were essentially proclaiming to be Christians. He's saying that they're fake. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, in the flesh. Listen to what Paul says. Although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. What Paul is saying here, he has a better pedigree than anyone. If they want to put confidence in the flesh, Paul has the pedigree. So he says, circumcised the eighth day, boom, absolutely legitimate right, according to Jewish tradition, of the nation of Israel, boom, of course, not to be a Jew, you have to be the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a prestigious tribe out of the 12 tribes of Israel, a Hebrew of Hebrews, to the law of Pharisee, right? So a Pharisee is someone that teaches the law. So this is not even saying that I know the law, is saying, I know the law enough to teach it, right? Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church. That is being zealous. So back then, a zealot was someone who was, um, uh, that had zeal for their faith, was very pious, had zeal for their faith, their faith, 
in the English language, that word zealot, that noun is someone, or if someone says that someone, they use it in an adjectival kind of way. If I'm zealous, I have um, um, fervor for something. I'm very, very, uh, I have a lot of um, uh, enthusiasm about something, right? If I'm zealous, I'm full of zeal. Wow, I'm zealous, so zealous about Red Sox, right? I'm a zealot for the Red Sox, for the Patriots, right? Because of the church, which is the law, found blameless. But listen what Paul says now. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ, right? More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may, may gain Christ. Notice one thing. This, Paul doesn't put them together, does he? He doesn't say Hebrew of Hebrews, yeah, zeal and all of this. And don't forget, this is a lifetime now. He doesn't say, I mix that with Christ. He actually says that with Christ, this was trash. So it's not like Paul takes all of his pedigree and then Christ puts them in the blender and mixes them all up. Right? No, he doesn't. He's saying all of these things I trusted in right here and Christ right here, I put those things in the trash right here. Right? And kept trying. I considered them all nonsensical for gaining Christ. All of the things I trusted in right? Uh, Hebrew of Hebrews, the law, right? And if you were a Pharisee, Pharisees worship the law. Pharisees worshiped the law. Notice that nobody ever knew where Moses's body was because God didn't want them to worship it. That's what we have a tendency to do. Worship things. We worship men. We worship people. We worship things. People get blown away by every wind of doctrine. You know, worship this, worship that. You know that there will always be cults. They will always be cults because there will always be people that will entice other people to worship something other than God. Really. Now, politics is a form of cult. We don't even speak to each other. Nobody wants to listen to each other. People have made their own opinions. Their own opinions, right, are a, a, an idol, worshiping them. People who don't even know what they're talking about are just there talking. And here's the thing. You know the reason why you know that all of this nonsense is nonsense? is because look at those people's lives who are doing that. None of them are living in victory.
None of them, really. You don't see any of them living in victory. Take the politics away. Let something else blow into town. They'll gravitate towards that. Really, none of them are living in victory. Really, none of these things are going to get you a better life. All they're doing is dangling a carrot in front of you. You don't get people. People are not living in victory if they're full of anger. The Bible says in his presence there's fullness of joy, not fullness of anger. Right? It doesn't. The anger of man does nothing to bring about the blessings of God because it's unrighteous anger. Really. People watch this stuff all day long, get obsessed by it. And even think about it. It's doomed to fail, right? You go in, you vote, and the next five years, four years, you spend your time frustrated. Oh, I wish I could get this. I wish I could get that. And that's all just focusing on a world that God is saying is fading away. It's fading away. Think about it. What sense does that make? Really, it is actually fading away. It's silliness. And then you put in your trust. You know, you, you know the interesting thing about God is that God doesn't take the Israelites out into the wilderness and just say, trust me. He takes them out into the wilderness and he demonstrates his character why they should trust him. I'm the God who I brought you, bringing you to the wilderness. Our of Egypt is a part of his character. He's shown them in Egypt protection, great deliverance, right? He split open the Red Sea, right? He He's caused disease to pass over, right? Brought them into the world. Now you're in the wilderness. You have nothing. You need water. Here you go. Need meat. Here you go. Need protection. Here you go. So God didn't just say, trust me. God showed his character the reason why you should. Trust him. You know, I trust God not because of promises. Of course, you first go on promises because I have seen the existential reality of promises in my life. Essentially, I have experienced God's promises in my life. You can't say that about me or politics. In fact, actually, politics is designed to promise the world and not deliver anything. Politics is all about what you're going to get. God is all about what he's going to bless you with, what he's going to give. Really, this is what I'm saying. Trust in the heavenly, not the earthly. You'll be so frustrated. In fact, do you know why every kingdom fails and why everything on earth fails because God wants it to because God wants it to 
really. And why is that? So the people will trust him. Really. What does God want? What does David say? I look up to the hills from where comes my help. God wants it all to fail. It's all failed. It all will fail, right? Because God wants it to. It's designed because understand one thing. If you don't have the mentality that you're passing through here, you got it. And if you understand you're passing through here, you know, then you are going to know that you're looking for a place uh, whose maker is God, a city whose foundations are built by God. It's not here. Wouldn't we think it was crazy if all of our souls went over for Iraq, to Iraq, Afghanistan, were buying real estate over there, buying businesses over there, doing all of this stuff over there. They went over for a mission, right? You're passing through. You went for a mission. Now it's time to go. You know what Jesus said on the cross in John 19, verse 35? He said, it is finished. Actually, the correct rendering of that in the Greek is, it is accomplished. Meaning, clearly, if I say something accomplished, right, it means that there was purpose in what I just did, right? It wasn't an accident. There was purpose. There was agency there, right, to make it happen. It wasn't an accident. Right. So I was very intentional about that thing. So clearly Jesus was very intentional. And so what was left for Christ to do now after he said to, to ascend? Right. To ascend back up to heaven because it is accomplished. It's finished. You now can not even finish the rest, but now the next part of this mission is for you to spread this message and tell people the truth that I've also gone to prepare a place for them, right? Really, our problem is we are worshiping people. That's our biggest problem, one of our biggest problems. People will always come along. And to the point now is we almost have vested right and wrong in people. If somebody does right or wrong, it doesn't matter who does it, it's right or wrong. What makes it right or wrong should not be who's doing it, no. Galatians 4 verse four, scripture says that at the fullness of time, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, not above the law, Meaning that Jesus himself, if he did something wrong, it was wrong. Not at all. That's right, because Jesus did it. No. Born under the law, not above the law. We are almost giving people God-like status. Really. God-like status. I've told you know the way that government and politics should work? It should not be a celebrity thing. 
government should be going on in the background. It's kind of like elevator music. Really, it should be going on in the background, that kind of servant. It shouldn't be in the forefront. We're talking about it all the time, frustrated about it, because here's what we are doing. We are idolizing opinions. These are just opinions. They are, if I come out with an opinion now, right? Yeah, I read a lot, but it's still only our opinion. A lot of different journals on a lot of different things. But regardless of how much I read, whatever I say, it's just an opinion. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I own my son with his, with his college work on things. And I always say to him, hey, son, make sure, though, go to some scholarly journals and check that out because that could be wrong. I could be wrong. In fact, he's right here. Miles, come here a second, son. I just want you to hear this so that you know it's authentic. Miles, yeah, come here. Yeah, what do I, when you ask me about something, right? When you ask me about something and I go and I go and I, and I tell you, tell you it, what do I say to you in terms of, of the authenticity or if to, I- To check the sources. Yeah. Check, say it again. Check the sources. Exactly. Because what do I say that I could be? That you could be wrong. Exactly. Ex I have no problem being wrong. No problem. We are treating other people like they are infallible. We got to stop it. We're going into 2022 and we're worshiping people. Stop it. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. And these people, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're just people who are willing to just stand up and say whatever they say, as long as I get the roars of the crowd. Let's stop it. And let's get the roar of the Holy Spirit. We have to walk in truth. You, you know, we have to walk in truth. And that means completely. You cannot live a victorious life. If you say, I'll walk in truth here, but I won't hear. No, no. That darkness here will cancel the rest out. If we say we have fellowship with him, we must walk in, in the light as he is in the light. Really, let's walk in truth. Those people, those people that you're idolizing, they need help. They need help. You know, the reason why, you know, we're not meant for this world. What does Jesus say? If a man should gain the entire world and lose his soul, what good is that? It is no good, folks. I wouldn't lie to you. What God did for me, I'm ready to give my life for this. In fact, actually, that's so easy because I was about to give my life for a lie. Really? So it's so easy. And I'm not looking to offend anyone. I will. I will. But I'll offend it with the truth. And I know that many people's lives, when I see people angry, Cora, bitter, oh, I, I fought with my family over this. I don't talk with that. Come on. How godly is that? Come on, folks. Come on. We have got to have the attitude of Paul. Paul gave his entire life to this Judaism. This Judaism, and he was so zealous, 
Paul was so zealous, he was persecuting Christians. Persecuting Christians. And when Paul realized, hey, this isn't true. You know something? He turned that now into zeal for the truth. So wherever your zeal has been for the lie, that should be turned around for the truth. I can tell you, I can tell you this is true. No politician delivered me from mental illness. No politics, no money, nothing of this world. It was something beyond this world. No politics or anything of this world delivered me from suicidal ideation. I'm telling you, delivered me from cancer. Does what God is doing for me. Nobody has ever, 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 ever heard me say, oh, that candidate's bad and this one is good. I'm denouncing the entire system. That's what you got to understand. The entire system. That's what I am denouncing. Not that one is bad. Oh, well, one is bad. Well, by default, the other one must be good. No. The entire system that we are trusting in, that is what I'm denouncing. And as David said, I look up to the hills from where comes my help. To even think someone putting their trust in men who really feel that people put in their trust, those same people who people are putting their trust in wouldn't even trust themselves. And would look at the people putting their trust in them as suckers. Let's stop it now. Really, let's stop it. You know, I remember when I first went to Africa, and I think a lot of people are upset with me. <clears throat> and people told me, oh, yeah, that's the witch doctor. That's the witch doctor's house there. And I saw the so-called, so the witch doctor, so they called the medicine men to go to for help and I, I i just looked call me a pragmatic person and i said that's who you go and you get help from but he looks like he needs help he looks like he needs help really and this is what i'm all seeing with politics really and not not i don't espouse a culture and not putting any um one's uh, culture down my parent my biological parents from an African culture. So I don't put anyone's culture down. But I, I, I just say this. I say that the truth is not based in things that are built by hands. We should enjoy other people's cultures. We should enjoy traditions and all that. We shouldn't trust in them. We, we, we should not trust in them. No, we should trust in God, really. And that is the problem, is we trust you can find someone now who will say oh yeah give me prayers you know i you know struggling to have a child boom that child should not come now and then that child is what takes a person away from god or yeah i need a job that job comes now and that job should not be what takes a person away from god and this is what God said in Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. And don't forget, it's the Lord your God that gives you the strength to get wealth. What was God actually saying? 
Don't make that wealth that God gives you the strength to get. You're God, right? God tested Abraham. Oh, Abraham can be father of many nations, blah, blah, blah. All of this, but the, 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 what would facilitate that was Abraham's son. What did God ask Abraham to trust? Do you trust more in this provision or the provider? Right? In the provision or the provider. It's a clearly to go and sacrifice your son. If you got this promise, right? It doesn't make any sense to do that. But do you trust in the provider? Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they said that they would not bow down. Our, our king, we will not bow down. Our God is able to save us. But they say, even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down. We still won't bow down. That is one of the most faith-filled statements in all of scripture. Because what they're really saying is even if we don't get what we think we should, which is deliverance, we still trust God. What does Job say? Although he slay me, yet will I trust him. Who can say that about any politician? No, they will slay you. They will. Politics is about throwing people under the bus. Politics is about slaying you. Politics is about not trusting. Politics is about persuasion. And then when you got them persuaded and lulled into a false sense of security, boom, under the bus. And you know something? And that politician who's convinced you to do that, he'll be the one driving the bus. Really. He'll be the one driving the bus. And you know something in politics? Here's the thing. The bus, throw you under the bus, and then it reverses over you, back over you too. Really. This is the truth, folks. Really. We got to change that. I see every person live in victory. One of the greatest, greatest things that God has done, from not just even fixing me and taking all of the pain away that I was in, but using that as a tool to help other people. You know, really using that. And people that know me know that I'm honest and transparent. And I'm telling you, really, the truth. Now, I want to stand before God. You think I want to stand before God? Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, I got him voting. Come on. That would be silly. No, I want to stand before God. And be able to say, I directed their faith to where it mattered and got them away from all of this nonsense. Really, got them away from it and, and enabled their lives to be better. Because as I said, politics is all about making promises and not delivering and then giving good excuses for not delivering, and then how you need four more years to really deliver what you promised in the first four years. Really, that's what it's all about. It's all nonsense, I'm telling you. Yes, we should do it. It's, it is a civic duty, but we don't trust in it. I remember my parents used to go to the voting booth and they would, uh, would vote. 
It was like a five minute process. But of course, now with technology, technology has essentially now kept all of this stuff in your face, in your face, in your face, kept kind of reminding you, oh, you need to do something. You need to do something. And what do people feel that they can do? Clearly, we don't vote every day. But here's what many people do. They get angry every day. They get angry every day about something that they can't do anything about. Anger is not a plan. It is not a plan. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh, I'm going to get angry this weekend. What are you doing? I'm going down to visit the kids. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Really? No. No, no, no. God wants us to be full of joy. And we've got to change that from trusting in that to trusting in what matters, what we can change, what can give each other better lives, our families, our communities. Boom. Spreading this message. This is true. This is the truth. The other stuff is not, folks, really. The other stuff is not. And I pray that all of those politicians, they come to know the Lord because they need it. Really. They, they, they need it. 